Welcome to the UK Consult Weekly Podcast with Jonathan Bradley and Elton Daddo, engagement practitioners and general consultation superheroes at Bang the Table in the UK. Hello and welcome to Jono and Elk's weekly ramble through all things online community engagement and public consultation. Now it's a bit of a sad week this week in a sense, Jono, because for the next two weeks, you're not here next week, you're sitting in a field somewhere, as I understand it. Off the I'm grid. There. Off the grid. Off the grid. Yeah, we've, you're going We've got 25 litres of water. That's 25 litres. No, I, don't no even know how, I don't even know how long that lasts. <laughs> um, but it's between three of you, is it? Uh, yeah. Three of us, yeah. Well, three and a half. Charlie's nine, so I don't. He probably <laughs> drinks half the amount of water I do. Or does he? I don't, I've never thought of that actually. Have you thought about food or anything like that, or is it just the water? Uh, no, we haven't thought about food. We're on a farm and we're vegan, oh. so we just oh, probably shit. eat grass. Yeah, grass. <laughs> grass would be fine, wouldn't it? Yeah. But for our core, like a hard. I completely ruin your flow, then, didn't I? Yeah, so I, I mean, I never have that much of a flow, but yeah, whatever I did have is absolutely gone. I know what, was, what I was going to say was I didn't want our hardcore listeners to get really concerned that there might be a two-week gap. That's not going to be the case because I've made provisions for your week off and we will be joined, as we shouted out to Charlie Amos, our new starter from last week, we'll be jo- replacing you on the podcast. No one can replace you, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I, and, and I heard I heard this on the rumour mill. It was like, almost like it was a sort of in Hello magazine. It was like, oh, <laughs> rumour has it that Jono's being edged out of the uh, podcast. But I put my ego to one side and I thought, yeah, there's space for other people to take my position. But when I, I said, there's no way that Charlie can be grumpy. And then she sent me a message saying, yes, I can be. So we're going to see the other side of Charlie. Yeah, we've only seen real, real happiness, positivity and enthusiasm. Yeah. Maybe because that's because that's we haven't had the chance to kind of get into her psyche yet. No, we bring haven't. That no. grumpiness in. But if there's some already in there, well, yeah. this is the perfect forum within which to express it, it isn't is. it? She's going to bring grumpiness to the table. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. And then the week after, she's going to replace me. So she will then um, be doing that for the next couple of weeks. And then we've got a special guest after that. So there's loads of exciting stuff coming up. Yeah, I hope Um, it doesn't go to her head and she wants to be on every week. No, well, that could be quite hard to handle. What if the only feedback we get across LinkedIn and all the other platforms is, oh, wow, Charlie was absolutely brilliant. Why doesn't she just do a podcast on her own in future? What are we going to do then? Because it's a brand now, isn't it? It's a brand thing. It's It's synonymous with us. It's a bit like so, a boy band, and then we get a new member, and then she goes solo. I think we've got we 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 can deal with that. We're all right. We're okay. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. she might demand either some guest slots in the future, or even a fee to join again. If she's that popular, she might actually want to be paid for it. Which is fair quite enough. possible, Elton. Yeah, it's quite possible. We <laughs> no. might have to start paying other people. Yeah, yeah. I well, mean, don't have, men- what are we up? I mean, we must be up to the millions on listeners now. It's millions of something. (laughs) (laughs) Like like, like the sweets, the millions. Other sweets are are available. (laughs) Oh, no, I think think we're probably into the hundreds of thousands. I'm not sure if we've hit the million yet, but this is the week to do it because it's week 14. And obviously, in the business, we all have KPIs, don't we? So, you know, that million, million is the target. 
Yeah, it's what's that called? A hero goal, isn't it? It's a yeah, hero. Yeah, moonshot. <laughs> Shot. We'll put that in the thought microwave and snack on it later. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> we introduced Bradley's Bangers of the Week last week, which is yeah. dedicated entirely to any sort of music or track that's inspired you. What have you been listening to this week? Oh, crikey. Do you know what? Let me just get my Spotify up because, well, I'm just going to 8D music. Have you heard of that? No. Yeah. What's that? So it's eight dimensional music. It's absolutely. So you put some old school house on. And then it's 8D. So it goes right to the back of your brain. It's absolutely incredible. Oh, wow. Yeah. And does that involve having to use certain earphones or anything like that? Not, nothing anything? special, but headphones are recommended. So I'll put it, that we can put it in the blurb, but 8D, yeah. 8D house. Eight, let me just, I'm just typing it now. 8D music I, 2020 is, is the, on my playlist. Um, and you've got blinding by the lights in, in 8D. It's amazing. I'm looking forward to trying that out. Yeah, you um, weren't expecting that, were you? No, no, 8D. No, never heard of that. Yeah. Um, and I was actually going to rebrand Bradley's Bangers of the Week this week to Katie's Belters of the Week ah. because I've been really inspired by, by our global Bang the Table colleague, Katie Belter, and her Beastie Boys Spotify playlist with really smooth grooves for the late summer. So I'll oh, put that in the purpose. Okay. I've not tuned into that yet, but I will now. I will do that today. Yeah, it's not their old school heavy or rap style. They did quite a lot of instrumental stuff as well at some, at some yeah. stage in the 20s, I think it was. Yeah, really, really good. And did you have a joke? Any jokes cropped up? No, I haven't got any jokes, but I've travelled for the first time, actually. Um, social distancing travel. Anyway, there was a man stealing pot plants and shrubs, and he's been caught by Special Branch. Oh, no. So you lulled me into a full sense of security because you said, no, I haven't got a joke, and then told it. Yeah. So that was like, so I was, I was thinking, oh, this is quite a good story. I'm looking forward to this. And then, oh, no. I liked it, but, yeah, I think it's because it took me by surprise because I was expecting this, this story. That's the about. art of comedy, though, Elton. What, saying you haven't got a joke and then telling one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll bear that in mind. So I haven't got one either. But what happened to the guy who assaulted the laughing psychic? Oh, I don't know. What did? He was arrested for striking a happy medium. Oh, yes, I like that one. I like that one. I'm going to send that to my, um, what is he? Step, stepdad. Step. Yeah. Uh, Louise's stepdad is my, oh, can't work that out. <laughs> well, anyone over a certain age will like our dad jokes because that by definition is what they are, I guess. So, yeah, hopefully. Now, we didn't do a Twitter poll last week, but I saw a really interesting thing on Twitter. It was by a Scottish comedian called Joe Heenan. And you, I can't put the full discussion in the blurb because there's quite a lot of rude input into it, which is why Engagement HQ would have been a safer environment to ask the question that he asked, because then you could only get some more serious sorts of answers. Still funny, but not with a lot of swearing in. But he's at Joe Heenan, which is J-O-E-H-E-E-N-A-N. He's quite a good comedian. Um, from what I've seen. And he was asking people, what's the pettiest reason you've ever broken up with someone? And I just put down three or four on here, which are really, really funny. So someone broke up with a lady once because she microwaved bacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's quite, that's plausible. That's quite a good reason. <laughs> someone else broke up with their partner because he clapped when the plane landed. That's dead. No, that's harsh. 
I don't know they do. I, I, well, I, I used to, because I I grew up in Bahrain and we used to have like we used to have a flight at least once a year back to the UK. So this was sort of the 1980s mainly, and yeah. that you know that was the time where people clapped when you landed. The whole plane clapped. Yeah, and it, yeah, it had to be on time though, didn't it? it had to be landing on time. Yeah, <laughs> everyone, but everyone clapped, and some people were yeah. hooed. So I think that's harsh. Bit harsh, yeah. The other, the other notable ones were putting tomato ketchup on someone's mother's cooking. Ooh, um, yeah, that's pretty grim. Whether fish fingers should be grilled or fried, quite important, isn't it? Grilled. It is important, but not a breakup, surely. A breakup, yeah, that's what I mean. This is, these are full-on breakups, like relationships over. Too many soft toys on the bed, age twenty-eight. Yeah, that's good reason. And then spreading too much butter on toast, really no, harsh. That's harsh. <laughs> Just a personal preference. Was <laughs> that really. your stat of the week? Well, we didn't have a Twitter poll. No, that was a Twitter week. poll, wasn't it? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we yeah. didn't have that, but that's just something that drew my attention. And the way it relates to our work, I'm going to try and relate this to our work now. How can yeah. I do that? Yeah, the way I relate it to the work is around that moderation piece. So I can't share this um, for people to consume because there is a lot of rude language and swearing in there. Ah, and wow. that's the importance of having, if he had, if that comedian had launched this on Engagement HQ, he would have still got those funny answers that I've alluded to there, but it wouldn't be unseemly bad language and that sort of thing appearing as well. So, yeah, there was yeah. a slight link that reminded me of. Well, no, but it's an important link because what I find is that quite often people are quite surprised that we do the whole moderation piece. And so sometimes yeah. we have new clients and they're like, oh, I've got to read all those like comments and tune into those stories at the weekend. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, we we have moderators. Oh, well, it's an algorithm. No, we have people people check in on the comments and make sure that they're safe. And they're like, yeah. oh, what? really? Wow. I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point, because we're not Twitter. We're not facebook what we're doing is creating a, a a constructive place for public discourse yeah and and never before has that been so important that especially with covid19 you can't go to a town hall to have your say um, yeah so you can have your say on an online platform uh, but people might be like oh i don't want to go online because i'll get trolled or i'll get harassed i'm like no not an engagement hq you won't because yeah. we're not taking comments off because oh we don't you know the client doesn't agree with that opinion you know, we're quite, we're like, no, that never happens. We yeah. have a strict moderation policy. It's all about the quality of the conversation. Comments will be, you know, politely removed and asked to be replaced. If they're off topic, they're not polite if people are misbehaving. And the most incredible thing, Elton, and this is one thing that I, I'm always amazed by, as soon as people register on our sites and get involved, they are not abusive. They're not aggressive. They get it. Yeah. It's almost, I, yeah. and there's no way of really proving it. But I get this feeling that people cross a threshold and they go, ah, I need to be sensible here. I'm in a semi-formal environment for public conversation and, and, yeah. and, and, and I get it. And then some clients are like, oh, oh, no, we can't get people to register because it will put them off participating. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. If, people, if, yeah. if actually people want to get involved, they will register. And actually quality is more important than quantity. And, yeah, and and this this debate rages on all the time, registration or not registration, and uh, and what happens is is that quite uninformed people are walking around going registration stops participation. It's not true. 
it's simply not true, is it? It's almost a Meldrew grumpy moment. I've got other grumpy <laughs> moments, but <laughs> we're getting to Meldrew moments already. We are already. It reminds me a little bit of you know if you play football or any sport when you're younger, and you know in an informal kind of environment, but the referee has to has to disappear for five. It might be a teacher or something has to disappear for ten minutes. What happens to the match for that ten minutes? It's absolute haywire, isn't it? Yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. just the presence of the referee. <laughs> yeah, they everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah they so, haven't signed anything. They haven't, like they haven't. They haven't said, "Oh, the refs here I need to behave this particular way." They're just like they just give a nod, don't they? Oh, yeah, there's the ref. Yeah, yeah, and it automatically oh. commands that little bit of respect, and people are more likely to behave in an appropriate way. Yeah, um, and it's the same in the online environment. So, in the same way, the referee can send someone off if someone just is blatantly not interested in in being respectful to other people online they can be removed from that discussion and, yeah, and, and explains yeah. quite clearly why in the same way that a referee would send someone off and say yeah. it's because lunged in with two feet up for example yeah. and give a reason it is and yeah i think the rugby metaphor is better because rug you know they don't yeah. they don't swear at the ref in rugby do they they just know the ref yeah, there and, yes, yeah, that's true. It's, it is a better system there, isn't it? And possibly in cricket as well. But yeah, yeah. Um, what else has inspired you this week in terms of emerging themes, what? trends? Are we doing the stat now or not? Oh, you want to we do the stat? We can we we do can... the stat after. I've forgotten the order. Oh, no. So I had the stats a bit lower. We can throw the rule book no, out the window. No, no, no. What's inspired me this week? Um, Barking and Dagenham. Oh, OK. Um, they've got a really lovely site. As we get more and more people on board, it's harder to check in with everyone. But they've got yeah. a great site. Welcome to One Borough Voice. I mean, that's just it, isn't it? One Borough Voice. Fantastic. Yeah. They've got an activities hub. They've got a Citizens Alliance network. They're talking about help us to enhance the heritage of Barking Town Centre. They've got a virtual safe, uh, safer neighbourhood board. You know, it's great. Wow. They've got, you know, they're really getting into it. It'd be great to have Laura on here to talk about a site. So we'll, we'll think about doing that. But it's so great. And just this one project itself, help us to enhance the heritage of Barking Town Centre. And they've got nice, lovely introduction, uh, key documents. They've got a shout out on there to the Heritage yeah. Fund. So that I've not seen that happen very often. We've got the Heritage Fund logo in there on one of our widgets. Thanks to Heritage Fund. That's really nice. They've got latest news, a quick poll. They got an ideas board, you know, they're mixing it up. And that's all I ask from clients, you know, is to yeah. use multiple dialogue methods. Not everyone wants to fill in a survey. Not everybody wants to take part in a discussion forum. Not everybody wants to take part in an ideas board, but give them the option, give them the choices. And so yeah. big shout out to Barkin and Dagenham for giving people multiple ways of participating online. That sounds great. Yeah, we'll put that up in the in the blurb. And similarly, as you were saying, because people assimilate information in different ways. Some people prefer to sit and read things. Some people like to look at things. And what really inspired me in that regard was Statcraft, who launched a greener grid park near Neilston project. Yes, and they the, did. Yeah. It's really cool. So the reason why it was so inspiring, not only did they frame it with a lot of interesting video content at the top and they used the Your Feedback, which is a brief survey, ask a question, request a callback, and then a really good use of the news feed. But what really struck me is, I don't know if you spotted it, but they've, they put in like an interactive booklet, which goes yes. through the whole design. I did, Elton. I spotted it in the week. Oh, You're right. Right in the project 
project sort of main page there. So yeah. we'll put that in as well. Just another yeah. different way of, of framing what yeah. they want. And they used a th uh, what we call a third party application, didn't they? They used issue. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's really clever. What I like about that, and this always, I get really excited about this. So I like, I start work on a Monday and I'm a bit like, oh, come on, let's climb the mountain. You know, everyone's yeah. the same, aren't they? And then I see that, what StatCraft have done. I'm like, oh, they've embedded an issue. It's great to see. And I get so, so excited when clients do that. They just take our, take our platform and go, oh, I wonder if I can put that in there. And then like, yeah. oh, yeah, I can. And it's like, rejoice. Yeah, it's not often a client comes to us and says, actually, can we do that or find a way of achieving that? And we say, no. no. <laughs> Every now and then it's bound to happen, but yeah. not that we, often. No. In fact, and in fact, that's probably one of our weaknesses is that we are reluctant to say no. Yeah. So we're yeah. like, you know, with software as service, and then we're like, oh, yeah, well, let's do our best. You know, so I can't phone up Microsoft and say, oh, have you thought about doing this? Microsoft, yeah. it, I don't even know if you could even do that. Probably impossible. But we try our best, don't we? Always try our best to accommodate, and that's the most important thing. Yeah. Now, what stats did you have this week? I've <laughs> <laughs> got a great one. Uh, it's really going to upset you, though, because it could be the uh -oh. end of stat. It could be the end of statistics. No, no, never. Yeah. So my oldest son, William, 18, got his A-level results this week. Yeah. We'll talk about that later um, in, the, in the grumpy component. And I, I told him about this blog, and I said, we have a stat of the week. And you know what he said to me? Well, he said 80% of statistics are false or misleading. No. Yes, Don't killed it. So I looked it up, and it's even worse, Elton. It's even worse. 85% of statistics are false or misleading, according to science blogs. The science oh. blog site. So they're so purposefully misleading or they've just been inaccurately conveyed? Yeah, just but both purposefully. So it's completely ruined the slot because we don't do disinformation and misinformation at Bang the Table. We're like we're the <laughs> purveyors of good information. Well, okay. Well, this be an interesting... of statistics are false or misleading. It'll be interesting then to, if I run through these stats to see how that fits into that logic, because I don't think there's any way in which these stats can't be 100% accurate, right? So I was just really inspired, as you know, we both like our cricket every now and then, and I was really inspired by India's Virat Kohli, who I saw some stats on um, around his 12 years of playing one-day international cricket, right? So how, so if you keep in the back of your mind, how, how could these stats be wrong? So he's played 248 matches. Now you could prove that, couldn't you? Yeah, you could look that up. Yeah. He's got 11,867 runs at an average of 59.33 <laughs> per innings. He's got a strike rate per 100 balls of 93. He's got 58 50s, 43 centuries, um, and 121 sixes and 128 catches. So there you go. That's a lot of numbers, Elton. It's a lot of num lot of stats, but in relation to what you were saying, surely because everything's televised at that level, isn't it? You could almost prove, you could go back through and prove those stats, couldn't you? Yeah, I think they're in the fifteen percent of statistics that are not that are not false or misleading. Yeah, because I think cricket stats they're pretty hot on them, aren't they? Are. they? You can get an yeah. almanac, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wisdom um, publisher, yeah. 
thing every year as well. So yeah, yeah. I just I was just really inspired by that because it's someone that I've seen play at Lords against England on occasion in Test matches. But um, yeah, I just couldn't believe um, in twelve years that that's what he'd achieved. So there you go. Yeah, I like they're good numbers. Yeah. And moving on, as I know you love to, because you get really, really excited by this point, um, Meldrew moments. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> uh, you know, off qual. I mean, we're not allowed to be political, so we're not going to talk about... Min well, we are allowed, but we don't want to be. So we're yeah. not going to go political, so we'll talk about the authority off qual. Who does that? How long have they known? Since we went into lockdown in March, they know everyone's not taking their exams. Yeah. And instead of doing like a big sort of piece of stakeholder engagement and talking to people and having a big conversation with parents and children and all the rest of it, like, and, and doing all that proper engagement piece, which is yeah. how most of the world works now. They just say, no, we're downgrading hundreds of thousands of kids' results. And then the next day they go, oh, maybe that was wrong. Maybe we should have talked to people. Uh, yeah. Let's not do that. And, and how can that even happen? in 2020 when you've got tools like yeah. engagement hq where they could have just got so they hundreds of thousands of people involved in a discussion about how they should approach the exams this time around and there's and and, yeah. and, and then they shut the door and so you know i was tuning into the news and like no comment from ofqual ofqual aren't getting involved no statement nothing you know just completely ghosting all of the parents and the students in the world for a few days and then uh, I don't care about you. I think U-turns are good. The government that U-turns is a good government because they listen and they learn. So I don't have a problem with U-turns. But to, to completely go silent, but not even go silent, just that whole, because we're talking about work here, aren't we? So that whole piece of yeah. lack of engagement is, is, like, is incredible. Yeah. So that, yeah. And the, say, know. for example, they've used Engagement HQ in March, for example, or April, to ask pupils, ask teachers and professionals what their views are on an ongoing basis yeah. and, in, and then use that to inform decision-making in an inclusive, transparent way and show some leadership, yeah. then what would the outcome, might the outcome have been in that case, for, not just for your son, but obviously thousands yeah. and thousands of other thousands. people. They could have just sort of said, oh, we're in a sticky situation. We don't want to downgrade the value of A-levels. So we don't just yeah. want to give everyone what the teachers have said. But then, yeah. but then teachers are professionals, so they would have said, well, we're just telling you what, what we think. We're not, we're not inflating everyone's grades. Through that conversation, it would have become apparent that either the teachers were inflating everyone's grades or they weren't. The parents would have, yeah. seen, would have seen that. And, and it would have just been an ongoing dialogue for three it doesn't It doesn't have to be since March. It could have just been a month. It could have been, or it could have been a proper sort of 12-week public consultation. What are we going to do about A-levels this year? Instead, it was yeah. all done behind closed doors. And that's what happens. You don't engage. You do things in secret. You make a big announcement and you come unstuck. I mean, that's why we yeah. do public consultation. That's why we do engagement, because actually people are smart. They want to get involved and you have a conversation with them and then you reach a good, uh, hopefully a, a, bet a better decision. Yeah, and it directly averts the after the horse has voted scenario. And like you say, U-turns are good. I thought the U-turn on free school meals was good. And I don't yeah. think anyone didn't sit and applaud that at the time. And it was an admission that um, they messed something up. Um, and obviously, it's then had a, a knock on to BTEX. And I have to be very careful what I say, because the awarding body um, is somewhere that I worked for 15 years and should remain nameless. Um, so, yeah, I had the same Meldrew moment on that certainly in relation to A-levels, GCSEs, BTECs. Yeah. Um, felt sorry for 
all those people in that situation as well. Yeah. So um, I you think have... Ofqual, if you're listening, because they probably are. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, come and talk to us. That's you know, yeah. let's not repeat the same mistake next year. Let's start that conversation, get them up and running, get them trained and ready you to use engagement HQ yeah. so that we never see this scenario reoccurring. Right on. Yeah, that's what I say. I've, I've got, got more yeah. I've got more grumpiness. Have you got oh more? no, no, you go for it, you go for it. So, oh well, here we go. So Boris Johnson, you know, great. This is a great initiative, gear change, a bold vision for cycling and walking. Fantastic. Yeah. We're going to make the pavements wider. We're going to prioritise cycling. It's yeah. a fantastic initiative. There's money behind it. It's brilliant. And when you look into the detail of it, it affects freight because um, they're going to have to change the way that stuff is delivered to town centres. It's going to change housing because developers are going to have to prioritise cycle paths in housing developments. It's going to affect trains because trains are going to have to be more uh, cycling friendly. I mean, it's ridiculous. If you want to take your bike on a train now, you have to book it in in advance. Who does that? You know, that's crazy. Anyway, buses, exactly the same. So imagine all the stakeholders involved in that. Just, just one thing. Yeah. Second thing is there's money behind it. People are going to be able to apply to um, have a low traffic neighborhood. So they're going to be able to say, we want a low traffic neighborhood. We want to stop rat runs. Who's, yeah. who's going to embrace that? Well-off, well-educated, articulate people. They're going to grab that from right, right off the bat. Um, so there's a, there's a massive equality aspect to this as well. Then the motorist organizations are like, no, 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 stop this. You haven't consulted properly. So they're yeah. already going to court saying, no, you can't do that. You can't just close streets and, and widen pavements without consulting the public. And they're right. But already local authorities are diving straight in and they're going, oh, shut that road, widen that path. And that is like, what, is it a white elephant when you do something without properly considering what people really need? So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Th there's this massive initiative, gear change, and it's great. But people know best. People know best. So you ask the people, where should we widen the paths? Where should we close the streets? Where are the worst rat runs in your local neighborhood? Yes. And that is brilliant. And, and we've got clients doing it already. Uh, Tower Hamlets, Cornwall Council, already saying to people, how should we do this? It's brilliant to see. So that's great. That's not grumpy. The grumpy thing that I've got, Elton, is they've got a 50, you've got a 50-page document, gear change, a bold vision for cycling. How yeah. much of that document do you think is about you must engage the people in this project? Four words. Uh, well, not... Uh, you, you must engage public. <laughs> it's pretty much that. It's the last page. And it's really weak. It's so it's an weak. It's an it's, it, no, it's terrible. Yeah, it is. I think somebody picked up the document and said, hold on a minute. I think there may be implications here for stakeholder oh, yeah. engagement and public consultation. They were like, oh, do you think we can do this without talking to people? Uh, and somebody went, oh, no, you're right. We can't. And it's the last page of the document. Let's just shoehorn something that's just really wishy-washy and, or as they say in the US, chicken scratchy. Yeah, chicken scratch. Yeah, right. It is a massive chicken scratch. It's right at the last page. So it's a 50-page document. I'm going to tell you the page it's on so that other people listening, especially if they work in local government, can go and have a look. So it's page 49 of a 50-page of a document. It says, bringing it all together, making the case for change to get schemes delivered. It says, a clear stakeholder engagement plan to articulate the case for change can take time, but will increase political and public acceptance of a scheme at an early stage. And, um, but Boris said this is the most radical change to our city since the arrival of mass motoring. Right? Quote, 
most radical change to our city since the arrival of mass motoring. Now, the last time I looked, most radical change relies on consultation and engagement. And it's the yeah. last page. And there are two paragraphs on Two paragraphs. Well, at the That's risk it. of not being too political, um, isn't this a bit like the world-beating test and trace system? Yeah. yeah. So it's just it's words, a... isn't it? Like putting, putting world-beating, world-class, you know, people do it in sport all the time. They'll call someone a legend because they've played like 10 games for QPR yeah. or something. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's putting those words in front of something that make, you know, most of the public think, oh, this is, this is going to be good. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, it's um, not. and already it's coming undone. So the motorists yeah. are fighting back. They're demanding oh, yeah. consultation. They're going, and then, and and if we're not careful, it's not going to happen. That whole piece of engaging the public, consulting the public. So you know, every single local government in the UK has to. What they should be doing now is saying, right, we've got there's this funding because there's money behind this. We can transform our cities and our neighbourhoods. We can prioritise cycling. They're on about creating mini Hollands, mini Hollands, yeah. So that you can, there are towns in and cities in this country can apply to be a mini Holland, which basically means you, like you just become massively cycling and walking friendly. So yeah. there's, you know, we can all embrace this, but that's going to yeah. require talking to people. And there it is, page forty-nine. I'm so grumpy, I'm so <laughs> grumpy about this. And do you know what? Do you know, but there is light at the end of the tunnel because. We are working with our colleagues in uh, marketing and editorial, and we're going to write a playbook. Yes. Uh, I don't even know what that means, really, but it sounds good, doesn't it? Our colleague Jess um, in marketing, shout out to Jess, was talking yeah, about shout out. playbook. Um, yeah. Sounds good. And we're going to write a how-to, how to engage people or consult people in making our streets and safer and more bike-friendly. We're going to tell people. We're going to write it down. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm looking forward to that. and. As you say, it's more annoying, and I think it makes you more grumpy when the actual idea, in principle itself, is really good, but then it's just not thought through and followed through in the right way. If yeah. the idea from the off was awful, then you kind of think, well, just don't consult anyone, just don't do it. Hopefully, there'll be a legal challenge, get this stopped. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the idea, in principle, could be really positively um, affecting communities, and then it's still carried out in that way. That's more disappointing, I think. It is, yeah. And I just, I get this feeling that. You know, well, we know, don't we, because we've already talked about off-call, but just this whole feeling about um, paying lip service to engagement and consultation. Um, it's not yeah. how the world works now. No. People are smart. Even if they're not smart, they can just Google stuff, and they're an instant expert. So you can't do things to people anymore unless you're a dictatorship. You can't do things to people because they just cry foul. They go to court. They know they have a legitimate, and it's a legal term, Elton, legitimate expectation. Uh, yeah. that, to be consulted. That, so government has set precedent that if you want to change stuff that affects me, I will be consulted. So yeah. every, all the good things that this government wants to do will become derailed because they don't get public consultation, they don't get engagement, and it's a massive hole in COVID-19 recovery. It become yeah. derailed. Uh, we need the Consultation Institute, shout out, to stand up for this and get involved and uh, be a bit louder. Yeah, and as democracy superheroes ourselves, we have a role to play. And obviously, as you mentioned at the start, with our millions of followers, we can clearly have a positive influence on that process as well. I just hope Boris tunes in. Well, it makes my Meldry moment sound very, very... Although I did I did share a Meldry moment with you over the, the A-level stuff, but mine was more around something quite trivial, <laughs> as always. Gas barbecues. What's the point in that then? Why not just oh, cook indoors? Oh. Yeah, cook it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with I you. Do you want to expand on that? Or is that it? 
Oh, very briefly, because I'm, I'm just annoyed thinking about it. So they smell awful. They make yeah. the food taste awful and smell yeah. awful as well. It's just a pointless waste of time. If yeah. you're not, why not just cook indoors and take the food out? Not yeah. achieving anything. Yeah, put the oven on. <laughs> put the oven on. <laughs> just cannot get my head around it. I've never buy been able to. Buy a fire pit, burn some yeah. wood, so that you've got yeah. the fire, because you've, you've got the man fire thing going on then, haven't you? You know? Yeah. You get that fire going and then cook indoors. <laughs> So that was that was my melty moment. But that's also a really good example, Elton, of lack of engagement in barbecue development. Yeah, because it goes for simplicity, doesn't it? Oh, this is really easy. You can just get a gas canister, plug it in, yeah. and off you go. Where's basic. the fun in that? The whole fun of having a barbecue is it it, it won't light. Number yeah. one. Yeah, like, that's probably everyone fun. stands around it, and everyone's got an opinion. Oh, yeah. you've done that wrong, or you need to do this, or you need to do that. You know, yeah. and then and then when it does light, there's there's always that impatient person who's like, oh, it's ready now, isn't it? And like, no, the coals aren't white. It says it on yeah. every single yeah. bag of charcoal. Wait until the coals are white. It says it every single you know, one. There was a government advert years ago, and I thought it was really clever. And that was to warn against people eating charcoal burnt sausages that were raw in the middle. And it had that song in the background that went, "When will I see you?" again do you remember that it was really no, funny. you're gonna have to put that in the blurb so while someone was eating this like half and it was all like raw in the middle and it had that song playing in the background i thought actually that's really clever oh, I like <laughs> can you find that <laughs> i'll try and find it on youtube yeah and if i can i'll put it in the thing yeah because that's really that's, yeah because that's all those public health messages they used to be called public health messages they used to be called advertising now that yeah. would be called engagement we need to engage people in yeah. the um, cooking requirements of sausages on a barbecue. Yeah, and they did it around, obviously, fireworks, dangers and risks of fireworks and other things. Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. And I thought, actually, that's really, really cool. <laughs> Just the song going over it in the background. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great grumpy moment, that is. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I think it's because my neighbour had one and all I could smell was this horrible stench of gas all afternoon in the, in the garden with some smoke billowing over the fence so yeah um hopefully they don't listen to this but moving swiftly on then so the letter i from how not to murder your grumpy by carolee wire but you've not got the book there have no, you no i'm gonna have to make it up do you well, know what we didn't say else did we say this did i'm i'm remote working i'm in nantwich yeah you're working remotely so you didn't take the book with you no, so it's understandable no, no. and uh, do you know what's famous about nantwich no salt Salt. So there's oh. Nantwich, salt, Middlewich, salt, yeah. Northwich, salt. So they're all the witch towns of Cheshire, and they're uh. all salt mining towns. And who did they mine the salt for, Elton? Um, I've got no idea. <laughs> the Romans. They mined the salt for the Romans. Brilliant. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, it is actually, Nantwich was home of the Battle of Nantwich, which was fought on the 25th of January 1644 during the yeah. First English Civil War. I haven't done any preparation, by the way. Um, we don't and Sir Thomas Fairfax was in command of the Parliamentarian Relief Force. He was defeated by Lord Byron and the Royalists. No, they defeated Lord Byron and the Royalists, sorry. Got yeah. there. Don't rewrite history on the podcast. <laughs> Goodness me. <laughs> no, don't do so that. It was a victory that. for the Parliamentarians, and it was a major wow, setback that... to King Charles. I'd say that's a good enough reason to have not got the book in front of you today, given that yeah. you've learned all of that as well. So I... Your homework this week, internet. Internet. How much, how much public consultation goes on around changes to the internet? Who decides 
that there will be a dot org or a, a dot uk or a dot usa or a, a dot something who changes those web addresses who decides what is internet 3.0 how yeah. does it all happen are we just puppets on a string or can we get involved that would be interesting. I, I almost wish that I was going to research, well, not, well, not that we research, but you know what I mean, do the homework for next week. But it won't be me because I'm going to be Judge Jono next week. Oh, yeah, Charlie's doing it. Isn't Charlie it? Amos is going to re be yeah. researching this. Ooh, so, yeah, that's going to be quite good. Interesting to see what she comes up with. Um, yeah. I hope in the meantime you have a fantastic week off, and it's a shame that we won't do this for three weeks, but no. um, it'll be a lot happier next week, obviously, with, with Charlie on there. So. <laughs> well, I will be grumpy because I'm going to be in Dartmoor in a in a caravan, Wild Wheels, it's called, which I think is just like a cover for like there's nothing. We're not providing <laughs> any. Basically, you turn up, there's nothing. It's not even a phone signal. Oh, it's good though, and it's good to have that break though, at least, isn't it? So yeah, well, yeah. yeah, enjoy, and we yeah. will have a special guest when we reconvene in three weeks. But um, until next time, until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the UK Consult. Join us for future conversations each week as we continue to explore the tremendous, meaningful and ever-evolving world of digital consultation and community engagement. You can view additional educational resources at bangthetable.com.